0: The following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit c.l.c.austin.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome to church on a Wednesday, man. I hope that your week is off to a fantastic start. Listen, we're uh, we're kind of right in the middle there. We're over the hump now. Tomorrow's Thursday, and then you're gearing up for Friday and the weekend. Father's Day is right around the corner. Come on, children. Come on, wives. Don't forget Dad on Father's Day. Hey, we're, we're so glad that you have joined us online, and we don't take it lightly that you've invited us into your home to help lead you in worship and dive into God's Word together. And I'm excited about what God's going to do uh, through His Word in the next few moments that we have together. Don't forget Sunday, Sunday. Come on, we're, our campus is, is wide open again. You can come back into the house if you're not comfortable yet. Yeah, we understand that. Join us online, but we're excited about what God's gonna do on Father's Day Sunday. And tonight, listen, I have the privilege of starting a brand new series. We talked about faith for the last three Wednesday nights, but we're gonna dive into a new series that I am simply entitling this The Man. The myth, the legend. The man, the myth, the legend. And if there's anything that I know about our society today, it's this, is that we need more of Jesus, right? I, I need more of Jesus. You need more of Jesus. Church folk need more of Jesus. Unchurched folk need more of Jesus. And I think really, if I can say it this way, I think we just need to be reminded from time to time. And I think that this the the next several weeks would be the perfect time just to be reminded of who it is Jesus says that he is, and who Jesus is, and what what Jesus is capable of. And the the best way that that I can think of to do this, the best way that I can come up with to be reminded of who Jesus is, is to go to his word and and to see how he would describe himself, right? Because Jesus gives us and paints us a very clear picture of who he he is and what he's come to do on this earth. And so over the next several weeks, folks, we're simply just going to be talking about Jesus. So I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready for the word, the man, the myth, the legend. Now, You don't get that status by just being average and ordinary. No, no, no. People don't say that about you. In fact, the only way that 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 is said about you is if you were to accomplish it. That phrase is reserved for someone. Who would do something so amazing, who, who would do things that are so inspiring that it would literally leave people in awe, that they they really don't even know how to describe you. They don't really, they can't form the words to describe how amazing it is that you are. Jesus was fully God, yet he was still fully God man the man the myth the legend jesus would would do things that people would look back on and say is this is this mythical is this are, are you serious was he really able to do what 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 the words did he really accomplish that and then there would be others that would look at the very same thing and say Man, this, this this Jesus is a legend. He would do things that we're still preaching about so many years later, right? The man, the myth, and the legend. We're talking about Jesus, and we're going to dive into God's Word. I'm going to take you to a very familiar passage of Scripture this evening, found in John chapter 11, and we're going to start reading with verse number 11. One, it'll pop up on your screens, but if you have your Bibles, you're welcome to turn with us to John 11, verse number 1. And the Word of God would say this, Now a man by the name of Lazarus, anybody familiar with this story tonight? Now a man named Lazarus was sick. And, and we're about to find out that That Lazarus wasn't just sick, but we're about to find out that Lazarus was actually going to to die. In fact, Lazarus, the Bible said, was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister, Martha. And so now, knowing that that Lazarus is in bad shape, the sisters, verse 3, says that they sent word to Jesus. and, And what would they tell him? They would say this, Lord, The one that you love, Jesus, the one that you love, he's sick. This was bad news in the middle of a a good life, right? This was not optimal news in the middle of of a pretty good life. Things were just rolling along pretty well. But can I pause for a moment on this Wednesday night and just acknowledge that there are a lot of people under the sound of my voice that have heard some bad news in your world as well. In fact, some of you may have heard words very similar to what Jesus was told that day that the one that you love is sick. Maybe you received a doctor's report that you weren't expecting that came out of nowhere, or, or maybe you heard the news that the job that you love is likely going away or the dream marriage, right, that, that you had in your mind that you had been living has now turned into a nightmare or the principal calls you to talk about your your teenager and he's not calling to tell you that they made the honor roll. No, they're, they're calling to tell you about some behavior issues that they're concerned about. Lord, the, the one that you love is sick, And so now, in the middle of all of this, I love how Jesus operates. In the middle of all of this, Jesus says something so amazing. And even to this day, really, it's difficult to wrap your head around this statement. But in verse four, when Jesus heard the news, he said this, that the sickness, this is powerful, will not end in death. No, but what is it? It's for the glory of God. The thing that you cannot imagine going... The thing that you would never want to happen in your world is going to be the very thing that bring God's glory. The, the very thing that brings Him glory is the same thing that so oftentimes you and I don't want to walk through in life, and I don't pretend to understand it, but, but it's what the Word of God says. And then I want to give you a quick summary of the next several verses here. Basically... Everybody now believes that Jesus has received the word that Lazarus is not doing very well. So everybody believes that Jesus is about to step on the scene in a mighty way, that he's going to come help the one that he loves, right? But what does Jesus do? You know the story. What, What does Jesus do? He does nothing, can you imagine that having the capability to do something for someone that you love yet you choose to do nothing <laughs> this is this is where jesus was see everybody in the situation is freaking out and jesus is just hanging out he he's not he's not doing anything in the middle of the chaos jesus is is hanging out this is where jesus is but 2 days later he He speaks to his disciples and he tells them, hey, it's time, let's go back to Judea. And obviously they tell him, Lord, listen, if if we go back there, you are going to be killed. Like, this is not going to be pleasant for you if you go back there. And that would have been true. But he says, Lazarus has fallen asleep and we need to go wake him up and listen he obviously understood that that Lazarus was not just tired and simply taking a nap but this was a metaphor for him saying listen Lazarus is dead y'all and, and i got to go i got to go bring Lazarus back from the dead i got to raise him from the dead Wow, what a powerful story. And I know we preach about it and we talk about it often in church, but but there's a lot of meaning and a lot of depth to this story. And I want to approach it over the next few moments uh, from maybe three different angles, if you will, because there were were multiple characters throughout this story um, who, who I believe on the inside that they were drowning, that they were, they were defeated, if you will, that they were, they were dying on the inside because of what was going on on the outside. There were, there were some things that were just eating away at who they were. And I want to dive into and kind of talk about this for the next few moments tonight. And, and, and I think, too, I, I think that at some point in your life, And I have a feeling that perhaps even during this season of life that you just might be able to resonate with one of these three characters that we're going to dive into and what they're going through and how how they're processing what's happening in front of their eyes. And in fact, verse 16, we see this. We see a character by the name of Thomas enters the picture. And then Thomas, also known as Didymus, for all of you pregnant mothers that are looking to name your children, let me introduce you to the name Didymus. It sounds amazing. In fact, if you want your child to have to spell his name or her name and repeat their name a thousand times every time, Didymus would be a perfect name for you. But Thomas, also known As Didymus, and maybe some of you can relate to Thomas because here's here's where Thomas found himself in the situation. See, Thomas found himself drowning in his own doubt. Thomas was drowning in doubt. He's doubting Thomas. We know this from the scripture, but 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 Thomas, through this situation, right, could could hardly keep his head above water with everything that was going on around him. And so enter Thomas to the picture, sarcastic. Doubting Thomas would pipe up and he would say this in the Word of God. He would say, Let us go. Yeah, let us go also, disciples. Let's go with you, Jesus, so that we so we can die as well. Because <laughs> Jesus, it's not gonna turn out good for you. And if we're with you, guess what? The same thing is gonna happen to us. And I'm curious, perhaps in a an honest, transparent moment with yourself, with with what we're walking in right now, I have a feeling that... That some of us have found our our faith shaken to the very core and you find yourself much like Thomas. If if he's all powerful, why didn't he stop it? And and suddenly you're like Thomas. There's, There's something on the inside that you just can't quite make sense of and you find yourself hardly being able to keep your head above water because all the doubts that are circulating through your mind or maybe, maybe you're not like Thomas at all. Maybe that's not where your struggle is this evening. Maybe, maybe you resonate more with the character by the name of Mary. You're not drowning in your doubts, but maybe you find yourself defeated in your discouragement. Maybe you're just, you're so discouraged this evening that that nothing seems to be happening good in your world, that you can't gain any traction. You can't seem to, to get a break in life. And Mary was very, very discouraged in this moment. And we see this play out in verse number 20. Watch what the word says. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming... She went out to meet Jesus. She she was going to meet Jesus, but what did Mary do? Mary Mary just stayed at home. She just Mary just stayed at her at her house. Why, why even bother? Like why do I need to go out and meet Jesus right now? I mean, I mean my uh, Lazarus the one that Jesus loves, he's already dead. There, there's nothing that I can do about it anyway. So I'm just going to sit here. When Jesus gets here now at this point, he's going to get it here. But but what is what good is it going to do now if I just go running out to meet him? I'm just going to sit here, right here in my house, and wait for him to show up. Maybe. Maybe that's where some of you are this evening. Maybe that's right where many of you are this evening. You think in your mind you've been mulling it around and it's been circulating in your brain that that I just can't change anything about my situation. I'm always going to feel alone. I'm always gonna feel depressed. I'm always gonna be stuck in this dead-end job. I'm never gonna have the marriage that I feel like I need to have. I'm stuck and I'm just discouraged and I'm Frustrated, come on. Can anybody identify with that this evening? And you may not show it on the outside. People in your community may not be able to see what's going on. Your own spouse may not know what's going on. Those closest to you may not know what's going on. You know how to, to pretty yourself up. You know how to, to say the right words and say just the right thing, not to bring attention to yourself, but on the inside, there are some doubts. Maybe maybe it's discouragement that you just, you're, you're barely able to keep your head above water because of what you're dealing with with on the inside right now. You're discouraged, you're frustrated or maybe maybe you're not like either one of those characters. Maybe maybe you identify more with the character by the name of Martha. Yeah yeah we we just talked about her who would, who would go out to meet Jesus as as he's approaching but but she's she's a little different though because Martha this is how we'll describe her. She was she was dead in her delay. <laughs> she was dead in the delay that was happening from from when Jesus knew about what was going on until when he actually came on the scene. see uh, wh- what's taking you so long Jesus? what what is going if you really love Lazarus, what's up with the delay? Jesus, you should have come back here earlier. Why aren't you doing what I think you should do when I think you should do it? When to the natural would seem the normal time to step on the scene. Verse 17, we see this on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for how long? (laughs) Say it with me for four days. Lazarus has been in the tomb for four days, y'all. And even later in the story, Martha would try to describe the, the, the smell that she would, she would smell. And I love the way the King James Version would say it, okay? The, the King James Version would say it this way, that, that he stinketh. That's how she was trying to describe Lazarus, is that that he stinketh. The message version would say it this way, that he's stanky. That that is how the message would say it. But but the King James Version says he stinketh. Like this was not just kind of dead or or maybe he's dead. No, 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 no. He has been in the tomb for four days and by now he stinketh. Verse 21, Lord, Martha said, if you had been here, if only you had been here, my brother would not be in the current situation that he is in. He would not be dead if you would have been here. Some of you right now can relate to her situation you feel so, you feel dead in the delay. You're you're waiting on an answered prayer. You're waiting on, on some result that you've been hoping for. Maybe you've been praying for a baby and you can't seem to conceive or or, or, or maybe you're praying for a family member who is so bound up by the chain of addiction that, and you're wondering when and how and where and God, you promise, but, but the more you pray, it seems like the worse that they get get and you you feel lost in the delay. And if that's you today, I hope, I hope that you find encouragement in this. Listen closely that God's God's delays are not God's denials. God's delays are not his denials, and I don't know where you find yourself, but I want you to grab a hold of that on a Wednesday night, that just because the outcome might seem delayed, God has not denied your request. God's delays are not... Denials, just because he hasn't stepped in in the moment and in the time that you think that he should step in doesn't mean that he still doesn't have a plan and that he's not still working that plan behind the scenes. God's delays are not God's denials. And so in in one chapter, y'all, this is amazing. I wanna show you this. Uh, This probably, this made more sense to me reading this then maybe it will for me. I hope I can explain it the way that that I read it. But in one chapter, right, in John chapter 11 is when all of this story takes place with Lazarus. Within a span of 21 verses, y'all, 21 verses in, in chapter 11 here, what, two minutes worth of reading. There's a lot of bad That happens in this passage of scripture, right? Lazarus dies. Let's look at it. Thomas freaks out. Martha's depressed, or Mary's depressed. Martha, she's mad and frustrated. All in one chapter. In fact, it's on page 742 in my Bible. One chapter. All of that happens. It's on page seven hundred and forty-two in my Bible. Now, but this is what I find interesting, and once again, this is just the way that I read it. But it, but it was powerful to me, and I want I want to share this point with you. But but even listen, that's through verse twenty-one. There's still. One more verse left on this this page of my Bible. And I want to read you this verse that's remaining, the very last verse on page 742 in my Bible. And it says this. Everything has been awful. Everything has has not gone uh, according to plan thus far, right, on this page in the Word of God. But there's still a verse, number 22. And it says this. But even now, even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give it to you. Even now, even though everything right above what we've been dealing with everything in the preceding chapter on the page 742 has looked dim it's looked awful it's looked even though all, there is still a verse number 22 and it says this that even now jesus i know that whatever you ask it will be given to you and i wonder tonight on a wednesday night I know that, that when you look back at the chapter that has been your life over the last several months, that there has been a lot of things perhaps negative happening, that things perhaps haven't been going your way, but can I just encourage you this evening that there is still one more verse to be written in your situation, that God is not done with you, though everything before looks different, dim and bleak, God still has an even now moment for you. Even now, I even even now, come on, say it with me from your couch. Even now, come on, God's got an even now moment for somebody in the house on a Wednesday night. Even now, when you're discouraged, hear me, the presence of God can step in and begin to build your faith. Even now when you feel all alone, listen, the Holy Spirit can be the comforter that you never even imagined. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody on a Wednesday night that even now, even now our God can reach into your messed up family and bring healing and forgiveness and restoration even now. Even now when things look impossible, the God of the universe says that all things are possible. All things are possible. Even now when your heart may be cold and callous towards the things of God. Our God in a moment can soften your heart and draw you into his presence and begin to do more for you in one moment than you can do for yourself in a lifetime. I'm talking about somebody under the sound of my voice who gets a hold of this word in verse 22 and says, even now... You're still working, you're still moving, you still have a plan, you still love me even now. So don't give up, don't throw in the towel, I don't know what it's looked like, I don't know how it's been, but I do know that there's still a verse to be written in your story. And I believe it for you tonight, but I wonder if somebody in their house, on their couch, in their kitchen, can believe it for yourself that God still has an even now moment waiting on you. Even, even now, even now, even now. Verse 23 told Martha, your brother, this is the Jesus that we serve. Your brother will rise again. And Martha answers, and she says, I know, listen, I know that he's gonna rise again in the resurrection in the last days. Martha was confused. She, she was thinking of a different resurrection. And Jesus, in verse 25, he says, this is, this is what I want you to understand tonight. I've, I preached all that to preach this. Are you ready? Jesus says this in verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. This is how Jesus describes himself. And this is what I want you to be reminded of tonight is that the way that Jesus describes himself is this, is that I am the resurrection and I am the life. He didn't say I'm able to resurrect. That's not what he said. No, no, no. He said, I am the resurrection and who believes in me will will live even though they may die. Whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? This, that's what the word says. Jesus, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. That's how he would describe himself and I want to remind us one more time on a Wednesday night that Jesus he is the resurrection and the life. It's not just it's not it's not just what he does no no no, it is literally who he is, the resurrection is not an event the resurrection is a person it's not just what he does the resurrection is who he is see dead things don't stay dead when the resurrection walks into the room come on i believe somebody needed to hear that tonight dead things don't stay dead when the resurrection walks into the room Jesus looks at the the tomb where Lazarus, where he stinketh, right? And he says to the disciples, hey, take the stone away. Jesus calls out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man comes out. His hands and his feet were wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus would say to him, listen, it's time that we take off the grave clothes and we let him go. Lazarus, who who had been dead, is now alive. But even, listen, even now in the middle of a dark moment in your life, in in a difficult season of your life, even now God is working on your behalf, Thomas and Mary and Martha. And I know you're frustrated. I know you're doubting. I know you're discouraged. I know the delay may have been longer than what you want, but I'm preaching to you tonight that even now there is a God who is working for you who loves you and cares for you. So tonight I I've gone through that whole story. I told you we were just going to be preaching About Jesus, and the best way that we can understand and learn more about Jesus is to understand how He would describe Himself. And so tonight, I want you to understand that Jesus would describe Himself as the resurrection and the life. And I don't know, listen, church family, I don't know what it is that on on the inside of you right now you're fighting with everything that you have just to just to keep your head above water you're frustrated You're discouraged. You you just don't seem to be able to to catch a break. I've got good news for you that he is able to resurrect some things that you thought were dead in your life. Maybe your faith has been lacking recently. Come on, the resurrection is walking into your house right now, and he's bringing dead things back to life. Come on, maybe your marriage has been on the rocks for a long time, and in your mind you've written it off as dead and gone. Can I tell you, the resurrection resurrection is sweeping into your house right now and he's reviving relationships he's reviving situation he's reviving relationships with children right I believe it do you believe it he is the resurrection and the life I want to pray for you tonight I know that with the audience that will have denied that the needs and the things that have began to to dry up on the inside of us those needs are great and they're so different there's no way that I could individually call each one of them but I'm going to say a prayer and listen it's my it's my my prayer that you would open your mouth as well God hears your prayers just like he hears mine and wherever you are tonight, I wonder if you could just not just say it with your mouth, but you could believe it with every fiber of your being, that you would, you would call him who he says he is, that Jesus, I believe that you are the resurrection, that you are the life, and maybe you've never placed your faith in Jesus. Maybe you've never committed your life to him. Can I tell you, tonight can be that chance for you the opportunity to say, God, take control of every aspect of my life. I choose to follow you. And I'm telling you, a journey with Jesus is so much greater than anything you can begin to imagine in your mind. Come on, you can be water baptized. You can be filled with his spirit. There is so much more to God than where you currently are. And if you haven't started that journey, tonight is your night. Would you bow your heads with me Let's pray together. Lord, we love you. God, I thank you that even even in our doubts, even in our discouragement, even in the delay when we don't understand, that you still, there's still one more verse that we have yet to read. Even now, Even in the midst of everything that we're walking, even now, you can do it, Lord. And I pray that you would have your way in every need represented right now in those things on the inside of us that have begun to wither away. God, I pray that you would start to breathe life back into some folks tonight, that you would breathe life back into relationships, that you would breathe life back into a sinner's heart, Lord. Breathe, breathe hope. Do what you can do, Lord. You are the resurrection and the life. And Lord, we're grateful. We're grateful for what you've done in this moment. and For all of you that may not have placed your faith in Jesus ever. Come on, why don't you do that? Why don't don't you just say that, Lord, I give you everything. Lord, take my life, forgive my sins. I'm so sorry for the way that I've been living today. I choose to turn and walk in a totally different direction. I choose to walk back to you, walk your way, live my life after your word. I give my heart to you. Wow, isn't it so amazing when you say, God, take control. I don't want control anymore. Come on, he will take control and it will be the best life that you have ever lived. And so tonight we celebrate what you're doing and the choices that you're making and the decision that you have made to follow Jesus. And I'm excited about what God's going to continue to do in your world. I love you. Thank you for being in church on a Wednesday night. God bless you. We'll see you in the house or online.